bringing the world three days and 50 miles closer to a cure for multiple sclerosis. Whether walker or crew, veteran or new, join us as we share news and memories of an MS Challenge walk. Hello, and welcome to MS Challenge Talk. I'm Ken Gagney, and it is time to make the donuts. On this podcast, we will be featuring an interview with Paige McGradden of the team Road Trippers, formerly Team Paige. She's been with The Walk for quite some time in a variety of roles and with many members on her teams, so it's going to be great to hear her perspective on The Walk. Before we start, I want to pass along some sad news. As many of us Red Sox fans recently learned, Carl Bean, the voice of Fenway Park, since 2003 recently passed away. He had a heart attack in his vehicle while driving in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. What many may not know is that Carl was also a regular supporter of MS Challenge Walk fundraising, especially through Team Cocktails for a Cure. He would often show up for their annual softball tournament held every August, and he'd be happy to shake hands, take photos, and show off the Red Sox rings. Team member Amy Scannell said about Carl, He was so approachable, kind, and easy to talk to. That year that we met in 2007 and every year since, he was our special guest at the Cocktails for a Cure MS Softball Tournament. He would let the attendees try on the 2004 and 2007 World Series Championship rings and take photos with everyone, too. He never asked for anything in return. He was a great friend of our team and a wonderful supporter of our cause. He will be missed. So thank you, Carl, for everything you did for both the Red Sox and for the National MS Society. On that note, I think it's time that we get Danielle on the phone. She is the development coordinator for MS Challenge Walk with the National MS Society. So let's find out what's new with Challenge Walk this week. Note that even though we recently had a very successful jumpstart your fundraising meeting at the National MS office this past weekend, this recording is being done before that event actually is held, so we can't talk about it quite yet. You can be sure you'll be hearing about it on a future episode. We hope you made it, and if you did, we hope you had a great time. For now, let's talk with Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Ken. Third time's the charm or a third strike and you're out. Either way, it's the third episode of MS Challenge Talk. <laughs> so what's new this week? Well, I wanted to remind everyone, the walkers and crew, that if you're planning a fundraising event um, for the Challenge Walk, please contact me at the MS Society offices um, so I can both get it listed on our community calendars and provide you some tools to help you out with those events. Oh, what kind of tools? Well, some things we can offer at the MS Society are the orange MS awareness bracelets, um, walk MS pinup footprints, which are like paper things you normally see in a grocery store that the cashiers ask you when you're checking out if you want to buy one. Um, also, brochures and posters, and all those are provided free of charge to participants, so we'd love to support your events with some of that stuff. Oh, and you'll mail that right to them? Mm-hmm. And the goal is that people sell the bracelets and the pinup pin footprints um, to help with their fundraising. The rest of the stuff we know they're just giving out at their wraparound events. Oh, great. Uh, let me think of that slide for a minute. <laughs> and how do you recommend walkers get in touch with you for those materials? You can email the Challenge Walk inbox or my personal email address. I am Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E dot Kemp, K-E-M-P-E, at N-M-S-S dot org, the National M-S Society dot org. Makes sense. 
Yeah, um, it's tough to hear on audio. I often, often joke, Nancy, Mary, Steve, Steve, so people get that <laughs> URL. But yeah, email is usually the best way to contact me because then I just get those mailings right out and email you back if they've gone out. Now, you offer support for fundraising events. What about the other aspect, which is training? If people want to either train with the MS Society or put on their own training event, can they do that too? Yes, we would love that. Most of our training walks are sponsored by teens that are walking in the challenge walk, which basically means they provide water and make a space where everybody can meet up. Um, and if your team is interested in that, or even if you're an individual walker that's interested in putting on a training walk that we list as one of our official ones on our website, contact me, same email address, and I will work through the details with you just to get exactly where it's going to be and if there's anything you need for your end and uh, what we'll provide when you're hosting the event. So nobody has to go it alone. Exactly. We love having our walkers support each other. And some people even meet their future teammates and people they walk with for years at these training walks that they never would have met another way. Great. Well, thanks very much for the support. Of course. Thanks for doing this. So our guest this week on MS Challenge Talk is Paige McGradden. Hi, Paige. Hi. How are you? This beautiful day. Isn't it? It's gorgeous out. It's a good day to train for the MS Challenge Walk. Absolutely. <laughs> so how long have you been doing the Challenge Walk? Well, I've been, uh, my husband has been involved. All He's walked all 11 walks. Wow. Since my daughter was only about five that first year, we just came to the end. We didn't really know what to expect. And once we got there, I knew I had to get involved. So the next year I came and was there for the whole thing, but just to really support Brooks. But then the year after that, that's when I Jumped on crew and have been doing that ever since. Great. And what brought you to the walk in the first place? It was actually a radio ad. Uh, we both had heard a challenge walk ad on the radio. And my first reaction was, okay, it's wonderful that they, uh, the MS Society is doing this. It's great that they're doing this event. But who, what crazy kind of people would be doing something like this? My husband also heard it, came home. And informed me that he had signed up to do this this walk that he heard on the radio. I was like, you're kidding me. So he's the kind of crazy person. He was the crazy person. And then my just gut reaction to that was, well, I want to do it with you. And he looked me straight in the eye and he said, Paige, I'm doing this because you can't. It still chokes me up to think that he's he's a very straight and narrow attorney and doesn't show emotion that much. And that one just floored me. Wow. And he's been doing it ever since. But he didn't stop you from joining them. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think he could if he wanted to. Oh, no. Uh, and once uh, my daughter was old enough, she joined me on crew, and she became the sticker girl and gave out stickers to all the walkers. Great. So is it just the three of you on the team? It started that way the first year. And then the next year, Brooks's sister joined him. Then after that, one year my sister came from South Carolina, two of my College roommates have joined in off and on during the years. They're coming back again this year. Uh, babysitters have, from Colby's babysitters have joined in, just, and friends and friends of friends. It just, this year we have 16. Wow. Actually, it's, it's been team page up to this year, and this year we have changed to a different team name because two of us Rhode Island teams have joined together. So now we're a stronger team of 16. And what prompted that collaboration with the two teams? The Walk for Mom team had struggles for a couple of years and joined Team Page. A couple of people joined Team Page that could, could walk. And then the Walk for Mom team kind of came back last year and was walking on 
on their own, but we're all friends. And so we said, why don't we just do it together? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had any issues with team building? I mean, you said you have 16 people. Are these people that you asked to join your team or do they just volunteer? I'm not the great, greatest person to ask. It's such a huge commitment to ask someone to do, but I try to expose them to the event because it really is a wonderful event. And really, once they hear about it from other people, they, they just want to join. But it is, it's a huge commitment. Mm -hmm. But it's one that they, some of them come back year after year. Some of them fall off, come back a couple of years later. Mm -hmm. And it's just an event that really pulls you back, even though you might go away for a while. It, it pulls you right back. And why is that? I think I, I can think of two reasons. Oh, my, my, the friends that I have that know me well always want to do something to help. And so this is a way for them to help uh, and to do something proactively for, in, for me. But also it goes way beyond that. It makes them, it, it's a challenge. It's a challenge in so many different ways. It's a challenge financially. They have to really get outside of their comfort zone and, and ask people for money. Uh, and it's a challenge physically. I think that's what Brooks is really attracted to about it. It's a physical challenge and he has to keep in shape and, and, uh, it's a challenge mentally too. I've, I've talked to my friends and they say at about mile 12, well, mile 15, get a little bit loopy. <laughs> I've seen that. So they, they come back for the challenge. And which, challenge do you find to be most intimidating of the ones you mentioned there's the training there's the emotion there's the fundraising the team building i think it's different for everyone i have been blessed with the fundraising my first year when brooks signed up he said don't worry about you know i don't want to do fundraising i'll, I'll just you know I'll, I'll just write a check i was like no way are you going to write a check i said give it to me and so i talked to my parents and just wrote up this list of my parents' friends, my friends, and sent out that initial letter hoping that maybe we get a couple hundred dollars, maybe a thousand, and we ended up... Also, my background is in advertising. I was in direct mail, so I knew. I knew that you send out, you know, so many letters and maybe get a 4% if you're lucky return. I got about a 99% return. It was just amazing. And... That list has grown as my team has grown. I've been able to expand into all sorts of different avenues. And it's wonderful to get the checks, but I, my favorite part is the letters from people of support. I'm in contact with my fifth grade teacher. I mean, just people that you'd never really think that you'd reach out to, you just do. You just, uh, what we do is we send letters. Um, we found, I found that letters are more more difficult to do, but more difficult for the recipient to throw away than an email. Mm -hmm. So that's the way our team has done it traditionally. And we always follow up at the end of the walk with a postcard, picture of the team and how much we've raised and how much the whole walk has raised, just to really reinforce. And also that postcard can go out to people who didn't remember to donate this year <laughs> and and they'll that'll jog their memory and then you'll I'll, I get checks through December hmm. 
So. Do you feel that sending a postcard to people who didn't donate is sort of a guilt trip? Initially, I did think that. But, you know, after, what, 11 years now, uh, people ask me now, when is your letter coming? They look for my letter. They, they, this is their thing that they look forward to and look forward to participating in and hearing about. So is it a guilt trip? Not really. I don't, I don't think of it that way. I think of it as mostly a follow-up. And most, I mean, since my response is so wonderfully good that it is a reminder more than a, mm-hmm. or a nudge, but I, I never have taken anyone off my list over the past 11 years unless they ask me to. I have had a couple of people ask me mm-hmm. because they're fundraising or they, their donations go to a, another cause and, and not that they don't, they said not that we don't want to hear from you, but Mm-hmm. That's they wanted to t- explain to me why they weren't donating. But everyone, it's it's amazing to me how many people open their arms and embrace it. Now I also send fundraising letters every mm-hmm. year. The challenge for me is writing a different letter every year because I don't want it to just be a formula or a template where they look at it and they say, "Oh, I already read this." And right. you've been doing the walk for twice as long as I have. So right. how do you come up with a different letter every year? Well, uh, uh, there are three people in my family and. There was one year that Brooks, my husband, surprised me with a letter. He had gone on a business trip and I guess had a couple scotches on the airplane and just banged out a letter that was very heartfelt. And so I've gotten him to write a letter a couple of years in a row. And then one year, my daughter was in eighth grade, eighth grade, and she had an assignment in school uh, to write poetry. And she was given one line, and she was writing poems around this one line, and and she showed me one of her poems, and it was about the candlelight ceremony at the uh, the MS walk. So that was our letter one year. (laughs) So I I would love, Colby is now 16, I'd love for her to write another letter, but she's a little busy in high school these days. I remember reading Colby's poem a year or two ago on the Challenge blog. Right. How else has she been involved in the walk? What I can say about Colby's involvement, I mean, she's been involved since she was five years old, and she's now 16. So she's grown up with a challenge walk. It's a little bit emotional for me to talk about her, um, in that this has been a wonderful way for me to share my MS with Colby. Um, she has grown up seeing the support of the challenge walk, the people that are, are doing this. And she's there to help cheer them on and watch all these people that are walking for her mom. Uh, she's also met so many other people with MS. And so MS has never been a scary thing for her. It's made her... It's, it's, it's helped her grow into this wonderful young woman that she's become. She has walked a little bit of it. There, on the final day, uh, rest stop number two, which is the one right before us, is the Dunkin' Donut stop. So that's her challenge. She walks to the Dunkin' Donut stop, and then she stops there. <laughs> well, it's nice to have that goal in sight. <laughs> exactly. It's like, Holly, come on, I'm, I'm rest stop three. You can get to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. What are some of your favorite memories from the Challenge Walk? I've always, always just loved the candlelight ceremony. It's something that 
is hard to describe, but it's just, as a person with MS, it's overwhelming to be in a tent full of people that we all eventually light each other's candles with our connection with MS. I mean, first the people with MS stand up and light their candles, and then the, the spouses and the, the siblings. And by the end of this ceremony, the whole room is standing up with their, with their, their lit ca candles in their, their hands. And just to be a part of that, this is after day two of walking. They have already walked an amazing amount of miles and they're exhausted and all they want is bed. But here they are in this tent listening to inspira inspirational speakers and just being there with each other. It's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm crew number three. So of course I love crew number three and all the, a lot of us have been there for a while, but it's, it's rotated and it's really fun to be on a crew because the amount of energy you expend to cheer on the walkers that are coming through is just a, a wonderful thing to be as, you know, a little bit of help to these walkers that are walking so long and so hard. And, and I've, I've heard from the walkers that they've heard our crew from, you know, half a mile away and they're like, oh, we're almost there, we're almost there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and which rest stop is it that crew three attends to? Well, the three different spots. Oh, you move around each day? Yeah, each day, yes. Okay. Each day. So our favorite one is uh, day two, we're on the beach. And so we usually oh, have lovely. some sort of beach theme. Mm-hmm. Day three is that we have the the walkers have to cross the road, so we usually have some sort of red carpet or something going on. Great. Yeah. No, it's fun. The themes are fun, and and of course I'm a little. You know, I, I want to hear from my husband. Now, who, who had the best themes this year? And sometimes it's not us, but that's okay. <laughs> and who comes up with those themes? We do as a, as the crew. Mm -hmm. So there's a crew leader, and then we pass around ideas, and then we decide which ones we want to do, and then we all go out and get costumes or. Or do whatever. And what was one of your favorite ones? Oh, uh, I really liked. There was one year that we were doing kind of a Mickey Mouse theme, and and we had Disney songs playing the whole time, and we were princesses, or there was Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse, and that was a lot of fun. But then there was one year that I know the Walkers really liked. We did a uh, Mardi Gras theme, and there was a lot of beads and a lot of cleavage. And oh my! <laughs> well, there was plastic cleavage, but it was oh, right. <laughs> costumes. It was hysterical. Now, isn't the beach rest stop where there was a marriage performed one there year? There was a marriage a couple years ago. Um, they were one of the uh, med people, or was it both? I'm not sure if it was both medical people, but one one person who was um, at our med stop was renewing their vows, and so we all got to wear. Um, our old bridesmaids dresses <laughs> <laughs> and they actually renewed their vows, which was great. That's wonderful. And I've, I've teased Brooks because our anniversary usually is right around that, that, that I would do it. But Brooks is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he doesn't even stop at rest stops. He just kind of waves at me and walks <laughs> by. He's probably afraid if he stopped, he wouldn't be able to start again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and going back to the candlelight ceremony for a yes. moment. You spoke at that event a couple of years ago. I did. And how was it standing in front of all those hundreds of people telling your story? It was, I am, I am not a real friend of the room kind of person. 
when I was asked to be the speaker, I immediately thought, you know, well, no, it should be my husband. He, he can speak in front of people. He speaks in front of groups of lawyers all the time. But then I decided, you know what? I can do this. I, I, this is something I should do. And so I spent a while trying to think of what I was going to say. And it was really empowering to be in front of that wonderfully supportive group of people that just lifted me up. But I got to tell you, those, those, you know, things that you hear about your knees starting to knock. Oh yeah, that happened to me. My knees were just knocking all over the place. True story. It happens. (laughs) And also I was really glad that I had just thought about it so long that I just knew what I wanted to say because I don't think I could have read anything. I think I was just kind of blind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was really nervous, but it was wonderful. It it was really wonderful. And at at the end of it, um, I was talking about my daughter and how I was thanking the walkers for really changing the lives of people. And I used my daughter as an example because they had changed her life for such the better. And she ran up on stage, and that was tears. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) And what kind of response did you get when you stepped off the stage? Oh, you know, just what everyone... Here they've been walking for so many miles, and they're getting up and cheering, and like, sit down! (laughs) (laughs) They've earned a rest. Exactly. (laughs) Now, since most of your team is crew, what sort of fundraising do you do? Well, I'm really the only crew. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I'm the only... Well, not not that's not true. Now that we've combined teams, there, there are other people that are crew. Uh, but most of them are walkers. And even even though I'm crew, I, I get those letters out. And Liz, Liz Segovis is also crew on Team 2, the Dunkin' Donuts stop. Uh, and she works really hard getting her letters out, too. And we are the cheerleaders to get our team to send letters out to, if, if they're more comfortable with emails, send the emails out. Uh, our team uh, has already done one fundraiser, just kind of a, a jewelry party, and actually did pretty well. And we're trying to think of other ideas. Liz and I are going to get together for lunch and put our heads together and try to get this crew going. Now that it feels like okay, this is training time, this is time to mm-hmm. get up and moving. <laughs> and when do you get those letters out? I usually get them out. It's hard. That's that's a real hard thing to figure out. I've sent them out at different times because sometimes I've gotten gotten them out later. You want them to go out before everyone goes away for vacation, but not so early that they really get pushed aside. So I usually do it late June. So just about when school gets out. Exactly. I see. So you try to hit them right before they disperse and go anywhere on vacation. Mm-hmm. But catch them, get them thinking about it. But also, they're kind of used to getting it by now for me. Right. They're like, oh. And I, I always put in a bright colored envelope. When Colby was uh, around, we used to rubber stamp it and stickers. And we just try to make it fun and very eye-catching when it comes in the mail, so it's not going to get lost in the mail. <laughs> do you include a self-addressed stamped envelope? Absolutely. Well, I don't do it stamped. because I've learned that um, because I do a self-addressed envelope, but a lot of people write me notes and use their own stationery, so that's why I don't put a stamp on there, because they might use their own envelope. But self-addressed envelope, absolutely. And do you follow up? If, if they don't respond to your first letter, do you send a second letter, a postcard, an email, a phone call? I have followed up with, 
Now, I had different demographics in my letter. I have my parents' friends, and they're the real letter people, and they'll respond to letters and they'll write checks. Mm -hmm. Now that my list has expanded and years have gone by and we're much more email savvy and we now have a link to our team that people can donate online, I will follow up with some people with emails. Um, but I also always send everyone a thank you letter, and then everyone also gets a postcard. So I make sure that I thank everyone, and everyone knows that they've gotten, that I've gotten their check. And it, it's also a nice excuse for me to, to retouch those people that have been supportive of me for so long. And what service do you use to create those postcards? I have used different services. Um, I started with Snapfish, but my sister-in-law, who has been, actually now is on the bike crew, she's a graphic designer, and I cannot remember, we'll have to look this up, well, the name of the service, but we found a much cheaper postcard mm -hmm. distributor. We, we, we actually address them. Oh, post. okay. So we get the postcards, they're all right there, that's why I keep them looking over there. Oh, there they are. <laughs> I asked because there are online websites right. where you can upload a design, upload your recipient list, and they'll print it, address it, mail it for you, so you don't even get to see it okay. in hard copy. That would be wonderful, because actually, with our postcard, we have a photograph on the front, and then usually a message on the back just saying how much money we raised, how much money the walk raised, and a thank you to them. So it'd be really nice if they addressed them, too. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. I send thank you letters to everybody who donated, and I mm -hmm. include basically a roll call of everybody who donated, because they like to see their own names. Okay. And that wouldn't fit on a postcard, but the postcard would be great, as you said, for all the people who didn't donate. Right. You know, just a little reminder that, you know, we had a successful year. Right. And we hope you can be a part of it next year. Right. Right. And people, people just love to get responses. I mean, mm -hmm. if they've taken the effort to give me a donation, I will sprinkle them with a thank you letter and a postcard. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. and then they'll, they're much more likely to, again, come back to me next year. Great. Be accepted. Of another letter from me. <laughs> yeah, an email is easy for some people. Right. They prefer it because, oh, they don't, then they don't need to write out a check. They can just click the link in your email. Right. But there's just so much email coming and going every day. Exactly. It's much easier to get lost in the shuffle. Right. Right. And it, again, it depends on your demographic. And with my, my parents' older friends, it's much easier for them to deal with the letter versus the computer. Sure. But then w within my letter is also the link to our team page. <laughs> and so they can then donate online if they'd like to. Mm -hmm. So up to them. Now remind me your team name because you combined. Are you still Team Page or? We are now the Road Trippers. The Road Trippers. Our H O D E Trippers. <laughs> <laughs> so like a Rhode Island Trippers. Very nice. I get it. Yeah. And does your team have any fundraisers coming up? We're working on that. We're working on that. Liz and I are going to have lunch, and so not sure yet. But we we've been talking to a couple different restaurants, and we're just trying to think of different ways to mm -hmm. to do this. Great. Versus just a letter. Well, it sounds like you have a pretty good formula down, but you're still innovating. It's great that oh, you're sure. always looking at new ways. And always thinking of new people, too. Mm -hmm. When I get my college uh, bulletin, I'll, I'll look through and see if there's any, any people there. Oh, you know, you just you jog your memory, and you just keep on thinking of, of who else you have touched or has touched you in their life. Uh, I 
even know that the woman who cuts my hair, she used to be Challenge Walker, no longer is, but she does uh, cut-a-thons to raise, or used to do cut-a-thons, and so I'm going to go back to her to see if she, maybe she'll do it for me. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all these wonderful ideas with the Challenge Talk. I look forward to seeing you and the rest of Crew 3 and the rest of the Road Trippers. The Road Trippers. This September. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Paige. <laughs> thank you, Paige. It was wonderful speaking with you. And to close out this episode of MS Challenge Talk, let's take a look at the event calendar, which this week is actually looking pretty light, perhaps because folks are going away for Memorial Day weekend and having their traditional cookouts and barbecues. Hopefully it'll be good weather and you'll be able to get outside and get some training done. We don't have any official training walks on the calendar, so it's on your own. But if you want to do some fundraising, there is an online opportunity. Any orders placed between now and June 1st for Yankee Candles will benefit the fundraising of Walker Elizabeth Curley. The orders have to be placed specifically with Elizabeth. You can go to the Yankee Candle online store to check out the inventory, but once you find what you like, you're going to have to place the order with Elizabeth. Those details are on our calendar at challengetalk.org calendar. And that's it. The sun is finally coming out, so I hope it stays out and everybody has a lovely week. We'll be back next Monday with another interview. Thanks for tuning in. This has been MS Challenge Talk. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.challengetalk.org.